0: Scrambles left, winds up. He's got time in the end to the play. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. God for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Brewer fans, welcome to the Brewers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for not only diehard baseball fans, but also for those fans who enjoy cheering for a team that revolves around beer. My name is Tyler, aka T Plush, your host for the show. I'm a contributor for reviewing the brew for Fansided, and one of the founders of the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, where you can find all the work we do on Twitter at trilogy underscore pod. Today, I am not joined with good buddy Trevor, aka Sunshine Bender, for he is feeling a little under the weather today, but you can still follow him on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. Before we get started, would like to remind you guys to sign up for our Patreon page. We are starting to promote that. You can help support the podcast, that is the Packers Trilogy Podcast and the Bucks Trilogy Podcast as well, by joining our Patreon page for as little as $2 per month. That would be the Little Buck membership, where you get recognized as a Patreon and get question priority. $5 gets you the Racing Sausage level, where you get a bonus Brewers podcast every month covering minor leagues, plus everything in the Little Buck tier. And then the Ultimate Cheese Head is the $10 per month membership option, where you get exclusive Game Day group chats on Packer Game Day. Today, we are here for an emergency pod. Woohoo! We haven't had one in a while, but we are here to talk about Freddie Peralta getting a contract extension. I was honestly taken by surprise by this. I hadn't heard any ramblings of it before it happened, and it, it was a pleasant surprise. So, if you haven't heard, the contract details are five years, fifteen point five million guaranteed. That comes to about a 3.1 average annual value. He does have two club options that could raise the total contract value to $30 million. So those two extra club options, I mean, that, that basically doubles his guaranteed money, right? From 15 to 30 So those club options have to roughly be around $7.5 million-ish would be my guess. I haven't seen officially if... If one is you know slightly lower and one slightly higher or, or how that's going to exactly shake out. But either way, that's a substantial amount of money for him in those two years. So he's definitely going to have to earn it in these five years where he's guaranteed this $15 million. Given that he will be a brewer now, through the 2024 season for sure with that five years, that buys him out of all his arbitration years so we won't have to worry about arbitrators or any cases or anything like that. And this deal with the two club options could keep him a brewer through the 2026 season. So you are looking at a potentially very long-term deal up to seven years here with Freddie Peralta. So I guess the biggest question is, you know, why make a deal like this? It's, it's pretty it seems like it's pretty club friendly these first five years. Three point one million dollars per year is is not a whole lot. And and you'll see teams do this typically. The White Sox come to mind. They've done it a few times. When you have a prospect that you that you think high of and has upside and has maybe been kinda of up and down in terms of his major league performances, you can kinda of take not necessarily gamble on him, but give him some guaranteed money and if he outperforms or overperforms on where he is currently and what you think and he gets close to what you think he could be it's going to be a bargain of a deal. I mean Christian Yelich signed a long-term deal with the Marlins a long time ago and granted it it was a lot more money than what Freddie Peralta's getting but th- I mean that's still turning out to be a hell of a bargain for the Brewers now. So the same thing could very easily happen with Freddy Peralta. We don't know right now if he's going to be a starter or a reliever to begin the year. And if you take a look at his stats over the last two seasons, you know, it's kind of been a mixed bag. His two-year average in terms of ERA is 479 in 2018 his first year he was actually he was actually better ERA wise at 4.25 2019 was at 5.29 both of those years he relied primarily on the fastball and the curveball and then this year he obviously added the slider that he started working on during winter ball and is now used in spring training but there's there's been growth in other terms besides just his pitch repertoire. It's you know, not just the fact, oh he's got a slider, now he's got a third pitch, we the brewers magically see him as he's gonna step into that starter role and be that right away in year one of this five year guaranteed contract. Eh, no, I don't I don't think so. So if you take a look at the post, Brew Maths tweeted this out. Love the work he does, by the way, so follow him at Brew underscore Maths on Twitter. So in 2018, Freddie used the fastball 77% of the time with an average velocity of 91 miles per hour. Last year, he used the fastball on average of 78%, so just, just a tick higher, and that was at 94 miles per hour. So quite a substantial raise there in terms of average velocity, but you you saw when Freddie switched to the bullpen last year and you know think this was even earlier in the year what was probably May maybe the beginning part of June when Freddie was getting established in the bullpen those fastballs were hitting 97 98 at times especially when he was hot and was being used in a high leverage situations <clears throat> so I fully expect that velocity if especially if he's in a reliever role most of this year, I think it's going to climb again. I mean, it's too early to tell, and there's no way to predict what his role is going to be. I think think he's going to have some success no matter what he does. But, yeah, I think we'll see a leap in that velocity as well as mixing in the slider this year. So having three pitches to choose from instead of the two that he relied heavily on the last two years. That definitely gives him an additional tick in upside it also, you know, signing him to this this year and giving in some guaranteed money, it just makes that's just got to make you relaxed. You know you're going to get 15 million dollars over the next 5 years. And that that just takes pressure off of you cuz arbitration can can be kind of brutal and I mean for both sides. And then it's just it kind of shows that the team has confidence in you like now you can play with confidence and you know, I think actually that's one thing Freddy Peraltos came into camp with this year is a lot more confidence. You know, he said it didn't take me long to find that slider. He was thinking it was going to take a lot longer, but he seems fully confident in it and where he wants to throw it and how he wants to use it. He, he seems like he has it figured out, and that definitely, definitely gives me some encouragement heading towards this season. And, you know, on the flip side of things, people will think, well, why why would you do this, though? Like, what what, what are the worries or concerns when you think about Freddy Peralta? Obviously, you can go back to his rookie season 2018 and say command. Command was a big issue that year for him. You take a look at his walks per nine innings, it was at 4.6. If you take a look at 2019, though, he did get better, down to 3.9. So, okay, you're thinking, all right, well, that's, you know, that's not doesn't seem like too substantial. But take, take a look at the walks in terms of innings here. In 2018, he pitched 78 innings with 40 walks. In 2019, he pitched more innings, 85, and had less walks, 37. So that definitely shows uh, increased ability in his command in limiting walks there. And I, I don't think having this third... This third pitch is going to all suddenly make him lose his command and go back to averaging over four walks per nine innings. Uh, I don't see that. I think Freddie definitely improved upon that last year, and just like his velocity is going to improve, his command is going to improve. He's another year older, and he's still very, very young. He's 23 right now, going to be 24 halfway through this year, and looking ahead five years from now, he's not even going to be 30. So... That just kind of, again, I think reiterates the point that this contract, it, it could be a bargain. But uh, we'll focus on some more of the doubts here at the moment. There are doubts about him as a starter, right? I mean, they tried to do the young guns as a starter last year, and it crashed and burned. Peralta was the, the last one, you know, minus Woody to get kicked out, <laughs> essentially. But I don't think the Brewers are looking at this deal saying we expect him to be a starter at some point before this five-year deal is up. No. Even if Freddie Peralta turns out to just be a somewhat good reliever who occasionally shows potential, which that's kind of what he is at this point in his career right now, as we're speaking, if five years from now you're paying someone like that $3.1 million, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a very cheap contract. And... Then, then you have the option after that fifth year to be all right. Well, we're not gonna give you a very you know probably double your salary increase with this club option. So they'll move on. And at that point, when you're getting close to twenty nine thirty, or you're, you're you for a pitcher, you're at the tail end, middle end of your prime ish. We'll call it most likely for most pitchers. So you kind of have an idea what he's gonna be at. At that point in his career, so you can make a very educated decision on how you want to proceed with Freddie Peralta's future in Milwaukee. At that point, I do think it is very interesting that the Brewers decided to go with a Freddie Peralta contract extension. I know many Brewer fans are like, Oh, Christian Yelich, why not him? All right. Well, let's be real. Uh, Christian Yelich contract extension is not happening this year. It, I don't. I don't even know if it's going to happen. It's a problem I'm not worrying about until next off season, really, because that that's when Ryan Braun's contract is most likely going to come off the books. And if they're going to do something next season, makes the most sense. So, you know, if with Freddie Peralta with this deal, just signing him a little bit, you know, this long term at a pretty cheap. Average annual value, 3.1, does that save you money down the road if Freddy Peralta turns out to be super good? Yeah, it, it does. Does it hurt you if Freddy Peralta crashes and burns and puts up ERAs over 5? No, it, it, it doesn't hurt you that bad in terms of, another, of a superstar extension. And there are other guys who maybe could have been extended too, you thinking like, why didn't they extend... Brandon Woodruff or Josh Hader. Well, with these guys, you think Josh Hader has been proven for a few more years than Freddie Peralta, and he's going to demand more money. It's just not something like this would not interest Josh Hader. It would not be in his best best money financial standpoint to sign a long term deal. <laughs> Uh, for, you know, what, say what he was making this year, what, 4.1? That No, Josh Hader is going to be worth more than that. So extending him like this doesn't make any sense. Brandon Woodruff, yeah, sure, maybe it does. You never know necessarily. Brandon Woodruff we are hoping is poised to break out and be the ace of this club this year. But we have seen a lot of things happen on a year-to-year basis with Brewers starting pitchers. It's not necessarily guaranteed. But if you're Brandon Woodruff, does doing something like this interest you? No. I think Brandon Woodruff thinks he's going to be very good for a long time and going to be worth quite a bit of money. So, (laughs) yeah, Brandon Woodruff can't necessarily swing that. Corbin Burns, maybe. I You know, it could justify that one a little bit. The only difference between extending Corbin Burns and extending Freddie Peralta is that Freddie Peralta has shown more success at the MLB level than Burns, right? I mean, Corbin Burns had that one good year in 2018, and 2019 just derailed completely. And th- sure, there's lots of hype over him this year with that 94-mile-per-hour slider, but he hasn't proven anything yet, which, okay, you extend him at... at that's certainly not gonna hurt you, even if it was for around the same value as Freddie Peralta's, and you could very easily justify that the potential of Brandon or Corbin Burns, excuse me, would definitely outplay that contract. I so I could get on with that, but Freddie Peralta just makes sense because he's had that more success. Granted, it it hasn't been linear by any means. It's been up, it's been down, and last year was a mixed bag of that. While well, twenty eighteen was yeah primarily good at first i mean he had that historic opening day start where he struck out 13 batters and everyone was very quick to get on the train with him but then we realized you know, he's got some command problems but he still possesses very good swing and miss stuff let's not get wrong about that you take a look over the last 2 years he's he's averaging 11.6 strikeouts per 9 so he definitely has that that in his repertoire and he's got elite spin and uh, especially on that fastball, so that that's what scouts look for a lot these days in these players. So I think the success that Freddie Peralta's had already, and the, what the Brewers seeing him, it, it lined up. And you have you know market like this, you have to make make a deal and it's it's not even taking a chance on a player. It's it's going to pay out in the Brewers' favor if Freddy Peralta performs to what we think his ceiling is. And the addition of the third pitch, I certainly hope it's I certainly hope we're going to see a lot more flashes of that this year. So, while even if this year is a crash and burn, I don't think the contract is isn't a success. Because four years is a long time, and especially for this kid, as I mentioned, he's not—he's approaching his mid-20s. He's got a lot more growth to do, and we're going to see even more this year. And the Brewers have seen it, and I i think he's came into camp confident this year. The Brewers have acknowledged that, and they were ready to, to give him a little bit of security financially to focus more on his game and, and take some pressure off him. So... I think that is kind of where we are at with all of that. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on the deal. If you're a fan of it, let me know. Let the the Wisconsin Trilogy podcast know uh, at Trilogy underscore pod or my personal handle on Twitter at Tyler Kurth. Let us know. Uh, we'll probably post a poll early tomorrow morning regarding the Freddy Peralta extension because I like to get your guys' input, so... Give us some feedback to what your thoughts are on the extension. And we're, we're just not going to worry about anyone else getting a contract extension right now. Granted, it is extension season, so I, I really don't anticipate the Brewers moving anywhere else in terms of contract-wise uh, this year. So so at least not at this point. May, middle of the season, maybe. That's typically when some other extensions happen, but earlier this, this spring, yeah not not seeing any other one any other candidates that would be good at this point so until next time brewer fans i will talk to you later and peace out